Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, Luca fans, golf fans, or just fans, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Get a Grip. Sorry, I'm on a I'm on a Luca high, Max. I I I yelled out loud after the Luca shot so loud. I mean, I'm on TV, so my house isn't small. Obviously, well, I was on TV, so my house isn't small. My wife was taking a, a nap on the other side of the house. Woke her up. She thought I was thought I had some health issues. I yelled so loud. I can't tell you the last time I screamed about a sporting event. But I, I yelled out loud when the Luca three went in. That was sick. Um, gosh, such a shame that it happened on the Clippers. Like it really, it really stinks. Um, but no, what a, what a shot, that. what a play. You know, PD Papa George, my you know best man at my wedding, so I can actually say that he is one of my best friends. Um, he uh, made a great point. He played basketball in college, and he made a great point. I don't understand why they switch on those inbound pass screens because you have. Kawhi on him and then you get switched i think reggie jackson ends up getting on him just makes no sense doesn't matter worked out like i said uh last podcast uh losers find a way to lose uh, i feel like they're gonna find a way to lose and even if they don't this is just fun to watch for me and everyone seems to love luca he's an animal uh unbelievable game and really fun to watch especially because it came on you know the, the end of the game came right uh like during the golf rain delay so there was no overlapping interest it was just basketball only yeah well you're listening to to get a grip we're obviously already into it that's max homa i'm shane bacon uh max i want to start after the luke luca conversation with this you know you had an unbelievable season going Uh, you were playing great golf of course you know the pandemic happens life stops for everybody and it was a, a ton of uncertainty you had to play a lot of golf with me for goodness sakes which I, I know wasn't exactly playing with Rory <laughs> McIlroy and, and, and that group. Uh, and then, you know, we, we restarted and 
the breaks I'd say haven't gone your way. You know, a lot of missed cuts by one. You've been really close, uh, you know, and, and you've talked a lot about it. You've been very honest and open. I felt like today you got a little bit of a break, dude. You were hovering on the number. We played golf this morning. Uh, you promised me you wouldn't check uh, the the FedEx Cup projection numbers till we made the turn, which I believe you did. I don't think made you looked it. at it until yeah, we got made it. we got to ten T and uh and and we're in so you are i think 68th which is so close to nice but <laughs> so uh, you're in nice. for uh for next week which i know it, it's gotta gotta feel like a relief for you that is that you're gonna you're gonna keep playing for the season yeah totally um i would say i've kind of been wrestling with the idea of um you know getting a, a break and and if this year has just kind of not fallen my way because almost everything not not almost this is obvious everything that's happened like i have caused i i i bogeyed my last two to miss the cut by one at the memorial i missed i made no i don't think i made bogey but i missed another cut by one at you know at, at the same golf course uh i obviously missed this cut by one but i you know made a bogey from the middle of the fairway on the last hole uh i've missed maybe two or three more by one or two um and you know a couple of those i think i or yeah colonial i three put the last hit a bad iron shot into the last. So it's like, I've done a lot to, so like, I, it's hard to say like, oh man, bad breaks. But at the same time, it does feel like, um, it like not weighs on you in, in that way. It just like, it feels like nothing is going the right direction. Now, when I've played well, it's gone well, but I've also had, you know, moments uh, like, at, you know, my wife reminded me today at Riviera where the lady screams at my backstroke on 18 when I have a, a putt to maybe get second place. Um, and, you know, I plug a ball in 16 when I have a chance to win it. I know that stuff happens to everybody, so I'm not like complaining about it, but it, it, it did make this whole like stress of today where it actually worked out in my favor feel not like I was owed one. Cause like I said, I do believe, you know, you, you make your own luck and I did not do a good enough job this, this season so far, but it did feel like there are other events where like, if it would have just, you know, maybe the wind blows a little harder or maybe this, or maybe that, like I get, I get in. So, you know, at least make the cut and, and move my way forward, have a chance on the weekend. And it just hasn't felt like that's really happened much this year. It, uh, but again, it's because I haven't played awesome in, in, a, in a lot of the events since we've started back up. So, um, it did feel good. It is a humongous break. Um, making the top 70 is a very big deal. You know, you get to play the CJ cup and, uh, and, and you get, you know, to get, keep having a chance to go to East Lake, which has been my goal. I have not been there yet. Um, it's a huge break. Didn't honestly, I was trying my best to be positive. I had a lot of, you know, really great people in my life. Like my, you know, my closest little crew was everybody was texting me all day, all weekend. And I just said the same thing every single time. What will be, will be, uh, I couldn't control it. You said it great. You know, there's no point in me worrying about this. I can't literally can't do anything. And if I, I left golf with you this morning and I was driving back and I honestly had a great morning, I, I felt like the stress of that. I felt that yesterday kind of went more away. I felt like today I was accepting it a lot more, um, but I just drove back and I, I was, you know, almost the freeway. And I just remember I like audit, like said, like out loud to myself, I said, it doesn't matter what happens next season's going to be amazing like who cares like this will all seem so minor when next year is as good as it's going to be you're going to win a major you're going to win multiple times east lake's going to seem like it's obvious by the time you get here so that's kind of the 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 end all be all but it does still feel great to continue my season to have a chance to keep moving forward to get you know one or two, hopefully two more opportunities to win golf tournaments um 
but yeah, bad break, you know, or a good break, 150%. Bad breaks throughout the season, it's like hard to say because I made a lot of <laughs> a lot of bad swings at the bad times, <laughs> bad putts at the bad at the worst times, and and dumb dumb decisions. But it feels good. I I, I just want to keep. I know it's the most overused word ever, but I want to keep getting reps. I want to keep working on stuff. Um, I love playing golf uh, under the lights, and you know, get another week and hopefully two more. So um, awesome break and uh, what a sweat, man. I I, I have. Uh, I have never, uh, I have had worse days as far as watching my web.com tour card in the balance. Uh, so this was significantly easier because I still, you know, not to brag, but uh, I have a lot more money than I did then. So life is okay. But man, still, what a sweat. Like gamblers pay, like would pay to do what I did today and feel what I felt because that's the rush that you kind of asked for. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, and I, I'm glad you brought it up earlier. You mentioned the putt at Riviera, the the yell. I wanted to go back to something a little more recent that you talked at length about on this podcast, and that was the 3M. You know, it was really the, the week you had a great week. You were in the hunt. You had a chance to possibly win. And what you talked about at length on this podcast that I loved that you dissected was the decision on 18. And when, I, you know, I I don't know if fans totally grasped thing, things like this, but you're 68th headed into next week, right? Mm-hmm. 71's not going next week. So it is a very, very, I mean, Louis Oosthuizen has a putt on the last hole today for Eagle. If he makes it, I think they said he was projected 66. If he makes par, if he three putts, he's 71. I was thinking back, you know, when I was kind of thinking to what to talk to you about specifically in this, that moment at the 3M when you've got a bad lie on 18 and you got a lot of people asking you after, why didn't you go for it? And I was thinking, if you go for that, Max, if you go, you know what, I'm going to rip three woods, see if I can hit it on the green, I'll make eagle, whatever. And you hit it in the water and you make six, that might have been the difference. You know, that might have been the difference of you sitting here right now talking about, I've got another chance, it was really close, but I'm moving on, and not having that chance if something goes differently there. So that's how close I feel like the margin is when it comes down to these points. That is a phenomenal observation and point i had not thought of yet i remember we, we did talk about that today but not that that exact point we talked about the 3m today as at the point of like you know just talking about going for that green and two and how it was just a it would have been a waste of time and people d- don't really understand i actually had a better chance of making eagle with an eight iron from the fairway than i did hitting that ball in the green but that's a phenomenal point it brings me back um to t- two three years ago when i had my year on the web uh, on the web tour where i you know birdied my last four holes, did the coolest thing I've, I've done in my life for the last four holes on Friday at the last tournament of the regular season to make it into the playoffs to then I got my card and then won, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I remember after I made it, I sat back and I just thought about the year because I almost lost my card by $80, $81. And I ended up making it by, you know, maybe, you know, a few thousand, but I just remember looking back and I was like, I want you just to like think, cause I, I used to not be a very good, uh, you know, I've talked about it on this pod, but like my attitude has always kind of been not always, but attitude has been the thing that I worked on the most in college and early in my professional golf uh, career. And it's gotten so much better. I've had blips, you know, where it's been really bad. Like I've mentioned the, you know, two months ago, month ago, but it's gotten a lot better again. Like, that's just the thing, you know, I, I really try to pride myself on getting better at that. Um, and it's hard. I, I don't do a great job, but that's, that's my bugaboo. So, but I just remember I sat back and I just thought throughout that season on the web tour. And I remember there was a day, uh, in Savannah, Georgia, and through two rounds, I was playing very well and had a good, a good chance at contending, maybe winning. And I played horrible on Saturday. It was very disappointing. I ended up going out Sunday 
and this is a year, you know, that like I, I'm still struggling with my golf game. And I go out the Sunday and I and I really uh, I grinded and I, you know, I was in maybe 60th place or not, maybe not 60, 50th place. And I grinded. And I shot. I remember I shot six under that next day. And uh, one of my buddies, John Mallinger, used to play on tour, texts me and he says every dollar counts after that. And, and it was weird because as you know, maybe three months later, the season ends and I think I still might have made it, maybe not. But I just remember being incredibly proud of myself for that exact moment because, and I, I'm going to talk about this when we bring up this whole Dustin Johnson 59 or 60 thing and not 59. But this is how I look at everything. I think this is how the best people in the world at everything that they do, whether it's business, whether it's basketball, whether it's golf, this is how you look at it. Every hole, every round, every shot is equal. That's it. I know it's really hard for people to understand, but everything you do is equal. And if you add them all up at the end of a day, a week, uh, an hour, uh, and a lifetime, and you treated them all as equal and you, you feel like you've done a good job on all those, they will add up to your dreams and your goals. So for a week, that that's how that works. So 3M, I'm, no one would even question me going for that green on 18 if it was Friday. Like it would be the dumbest thing. No one would even question. I would look like an idiot for going for it. But it, uh, if it's a 72nd hole, you're like, oh man, he's just trying to win. It's like, I just don't, and I'm not saying just me. Nobody looks at it like that. There are times where you can reassess the risk because you are playing a tournament to win the thing at the end of the day. But that shot was bordering on impossible so what are we doing here so yes yeah, so you like to your point you chalk these things up and you add them up throughout the throughout the week and then you add them up, up, up at the end of the year and that's how you have a great life and career especially in this game of golf so um it is interesting when this stuff happens because i also again miss a ton of cuts by one and that's what weighs on you so i'm glad you brought that up because that makes me feel better about everything because I, I it's one thing to miss this cut and maybe not make the next round of the playoffs, it was harder that I made a bogey from the freaking middle of the fur with a sandwich and choked my brains out for like the third time in two months. Like it, that was hard to swallow because it was, it wasn't embarrassing, but it's just not, it doesn't feel like me. That's not stuff I do. Um, and, and I have been a couple of times lately and I know it's circumstantial, but it feels good that, you know, to think of like, Hey man, you played that three M clutch, you, you know, you finish well. And, and that's a big reason we're to this next stage too. So, so I, I think that's an awesome point. And, and, and it kind of like, you know, just leads me into that idea of every shot, just keep, you know, you, you, if you miss a short putt on Friday, like, I mean, look at Ricky Fowler, like Ricky Fowler stubbed a putt at the PGA and missed the cut by one. And I know his life is about making cuts. It's about winning majors and winning tournaments. Like that's his thing. He's a, he's a superstar. It's like, that's one shot. You just literally that that's that was equal to a, a bunker shot he made or whatever maybe that week like that's equal parts so if you do that for your life and treat them all so exactly the same and do your best on each one of them it just things work out and and that's what i am glad you brought up because i'm proud of that for sure yeah i mean i i remember james hahn talking about this you know when he remember when he went that long miscut streak and yeah. he won the wells fargo and he said i was playing golf with him a few years ago out here in scottsdale and i was talking to him a little bit about it and he said that he was, he got so negative in his mindset that he would hit like a, he'd hit a tee shot on Thursday, like the 16th hole or Friday morning, you know, his third hole. And he hit in the fairway and it'd be in a divot. And he said he would look at that and go, I'm going to miss the cut because of this, you know, right. and then he would miss the cut by one or two. And he said it was about changing that mentality where it's not that big of a deal. Right. And, and it's there, it's so minimal how different it is. It's, it's, 
it's razor thin to win versus not winning, right? I mean, you think about all the guys. Not we're this get week. Dustin. Not this week. <laughs> not, this, not, not, not this week. We're going to get to Dustin, but I mean, we're going to get to this whole Dustin Johnson conundrum that I want to bring up about why have you not won more major championships? I mean, the guy has been so close so many times, right? I mean, a little putt here, a golf shot there, and he wins, you know, two or three more. And, you know, making the cut is the same way. And it goes back to your point about the coverage and focusing on guys that make the cut because so many guys make the cut and then have a great weekend and finish in the top 10. And that is a huge part of making their week, making their year. I did want to ask you before we get to the week that was the Dustin Johnson runaway show. Now you looking ahead, I know it's, it's so soon after that you realize you are in for this next week. What is your mentality going to be going into this feeling like maybe you got a week, you know, maybe you were handed a week, like you were given something like, Here's an extra week to play. I mean, what's going to be your mentality going into this to kind of build on and use as a positive? Yeah, it's going to be exactly that. This is uh, it's a free week. <laughs> Hopefully it's free two weeks. You know, I felt like last week it, it weighed on me a bit. Um, I, uh, I didn't do a great job. Uh, you know, I thought I played okay. Um, true. Honestly, it wasn't great. It was just, I, I think I said it, it was just average literally everywhere, but it was okay. Um, and, but I felt like it was weighing on me. I kept looking at the board, seeing where I was at. Like, it was just hard. I didn't do a good job like that. Basically. Um, it was mostly because I thought that I couldn't miss, uh, the playoffs. Like I, I just, I'd been, I, I just didn't think I could move that many spots. And I think on Thursday, on like our fifth hole. I like one of the boards projected where our group was. That's what they do on these last events. And it had me at 74. And I honestly, oh, no. it shocked me just because I was like, I didn't think that that was like a possibility. And so when I saw that, it just, I did a bad job. I wasn't prepared like for the adversity and, and I, I, it was, it was bad. But so this week though, like now feels, um, like free rolling, yeah, right? like a free roll. And I am, you know, I'm really not playing. I'm not having, I'm not obviously not playing my best, but I have noticed this season that when I've played well, I've played really, really well. So it didn't feel that off. It felt way less off than the PGA did or the PGA. I couldn't hit a golf ball to save my life this week. I hit it. Okay. It just wasn't great but it was pretty solid um most of my uh most of my misses were really close um so i actually feel quite good uh, about like my chances just considering where my mentality will be so i think that's really exciting it's a course i've actually played before that i really like but yeah i mean listen um I, i'm gonna do my best to win i'm gonna do my best to play the the best that i can but i'm also gonna do my best to remind myself uh that hey like not saying this is you know just have some fun but okay like you know we're gonna we're gonna go do our best and i guess maybe the weight won't be on on my back this time uh, as i did such a poor job of of controlling that this past week so i think that'll be good and i honestly would not be surprised if i went and balled out you never know um so we'll see i played okay with uh, you today so i'm feeling not bad about my game so uh there is it's, it's very difficult this game uh it's this is the worst game in the world um if you're listening <laughs> so you don't play this game i'm not not lying i know it might take you away from our podcast but just quit the game it, this, it ain't worth it um I've missed, you know, five cuts, six cuts. Every cut I've missed minus the PGA since we come back has been by one and then one by two. And it makes you feel so bad at, at golf. And and as much as, you know, maybe, maybe people will think, you know, oh, you got to make cuts. You got, you know, you're obviously not playing. Well, it's like, I'm not playing that bad. I mean, I shot two under and even this week I, I've shot under par and, and, and around even every other week. Like 
it just beats you to to death and it, it it almost just like tries to make you think you stink like it just tries to tell you you're not good enough and it's like i'm right there and it's like nah yeah but you didn't get the weekend off like what, what do you mean you're right there you didn't you couldn't even make the cut like it, so the game drives you nuts and i've just been trying to tell myself that there is something positive if if of all the things there is something positive to missing cuts by just one because it means you're playing okay like you know dustin as as, as obviously awesome as he played he shot 80 80 and then the next week was playing so bad again he withdrew like that and, and this is Dustin. We're talking about, we're ta- yeah we're talking about not long ago and, and that's missing by a m- million so you got to right. think and, and we're talking about somebody who is obviously one of the oh, now the best in the world and amazing so of course his ceiling is so high but I feel I, I feel better than he did after 8080. Like I like that's I guess my point. So that's you never good. know. I don't think I'm gonna shoot 30 under this week because I don't think that's a real possibility at Olympia Fields. But hey, like you're always so close, but this game just tries so hard to 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 make you hate it. And uh it works uh quite often. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. So listen, I've got, well, I don't have this up my sleeve, but I've, I've well, got something. Well, you have a tank top on. You have no sleeves. Literally sleeveless. <laughs> I've got something up my sleeve for you that I think could change everything. Oh, and, it, and it comes from I'm a listener. Sleeves. David Parker sent this in. And I hadn't thought about it. I don't know if you've thought about this, but here's what our friend, and now maybe your best friend, possible uh, caddy replacement if you ever need it. <laughs> David Parker said. He sent us a message and said, this year, when you kept mentioning Stevie F. Baby, you are unstoppable on every episode and every tournament. And recently, you guys haven't been giving him a shout out and the game hasn't been where it's at. So I think maybe it's time for you just to send a little love out to Stevie F. Baby and that will propel you to the brilliance that was Max Homa earlier this year. So that, so Stevie F. Baby, what up? Uh, I literally just texted you back because we've been texting today. He told me top 30 next, uh, next. let's get it. Um, I also was just talking about this. I'm going to go back to pescatarian because this meat thing ain't working at all. Nice. <laughs> I have played terrible um, or, you know, missed a lot of cuts. Uh, so going to do that again. Um, but yeah, I like that. So Stevie F. Baby, uh, what could I, what could I say? Um, you know, you're an awesome guy. Uh, I'm definitely not just using you on this podcast now to up my <laughs> golf game. Like that's obviously not happening. I'm just bringing you up at the goodness of my heart. Cause I just want to talk about you. <laughs> I mean, I think he's the only just non-golf account we follow on the Get a Grip Instagram, <laughs> Instagram account anyway. So, that's uh, so that's that's that. But all right, let's get to Dustin Johnson. Uh, I just want to read you, Max, his resume, his current <laughs> resume. Uh, he's 36 years old. He's now won 22 times on the PGA Tour. He has a U.S. Open title at Oakmont. He's won five FedEx Cup titles, six WGC events. He's won at Riviera, twice at Pebble, two Tournament of Champions. He won the Travelers this year when everybody in the world was in the field outside of tiger. He won the Canadian open. He's finished. He's played. He's finished in the top 10 in 41% of his major starts, 41% of his majors. He's finished in the top 10. And yet I believe that Dustin leads the category in golf with the, yeah, but what about responses? And when I say that, I want to go, I want to start with his round of 60. And Max, he's 11 under through 11, which is historical stuff. It's stuff we haven't ever seen before. He shoots 60. And what was the initial response by everybody? Oh, what happened? And it drove <laughs> me up the wall. And I had so many people I wanted to respond to, and I didn't. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on why it is that it feels like what Dustin does is never good enough. Yeah, it really, it really does. Um, do... You know, could he have won much more majors? And would we have expected that? Yeah, like we totally would. Um, disappointment is such an interesting thing. Disappointment is based off of your expectations. So today when we play golf, um, you were under par uh, for most of the day and you didn't finish great and you shot even or whatever. Uh, you were disappointed because you had a good round going and it didn't work. But um, that was, you were only disappointed because like, I wasn't disappointed at all for you. Like, right. you know, I don't, not, not that I don't care, but like I, I wasn't, it was, a, you know, 
my idea of today was to have fun and, and hit some golf balls, try to make some birdies, whatever. But mine was more just to be out with, with, with the buddies, you know? So, um, but you were disappointed be, uh, for sure. Cause that was your expectation was to play well coming in to whatever. Dustin doesn't have the same expectations you all have that, that that's it. And, and a lot of golfers don't honestly, like a lot of people don't the media and, 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 and people on Twitter and, and fans in general, you know, come up with these things that would be disappointing. So Dustin, for instance, heard a story after the Chambers Bay U S open that he 100%, you know, like fumbled at the end. Like he, he needs two putts from 12 feet to get in a putt. He still might not have won first of all guys, but he needed two putts and it messed up. Apparently, you know, he gets onto his, like his plane to go back home and his crew is bummed and they don't know what to say to him or whatever. And he gets on and everyone around the, around him apparently is just like befuddled and, and, and sad. And he gets on plane. First thing he says apparently was guys, it's all good. We're going to get him at the next one. Like literally like I I'm good. You guys can be good, you know, but we expect people to be so upset and like I would have been upset, but Dustin doesn't get that way. So when he does this, it it almost makes me mad that they asked him the question, are you upset or, or disappointed with how this finished or, or whatever, not because they asked the question, but because they didn't even listen to the answer right after the question was done and the answer was answered. They went in and they're like, no, he ever, I don't just mean the commentators. I mean, people on Twitter that I've read, like, you know, right. or, or people I talked to, no, he has to be like, yes. But like, so w- why are we asking him anything? Cause you guys aren't even listening. Like he truly doesn't care. You know what he was trying to do? He's trying to win this tournament by 11, which he did. Like he's trying to beat your brains in. Dustin's expect or Dustin's goals in his life clearly aren't to shoot in the fifties. It's to win as many golf tournaments as he can. JT said it best as someone who actually has shot 59. Justin said, when we come into a week, we are not thinking about shooting 59. We're thinking about winning. Would it be fun? Like did Scotty Scheffler look really excited that he um, shot 59? Like, yeah, he looked stoked. It was awesome. Does he look very excited today? No, Dustin looked for like, which is hard to do. Dustin even looked more excited than somebody like, (laughs) Come on. Like in the, at the end of the day, who, who cares? Like, it's awesome to have. We, we, I think somebody mentioned it today. It's cooler to shoot 59 at home with your friends. Cause it's just like a one-off. You don't have to go back the next day and like figure out how you're going to like continue to compete. And there, there's a popular saying that is fairly true. It's very difficult to back up a great round with another great round. You guys heard that? Can we answer. lose that? Yeah. You guys heard the answer, right? From Dustin. You think he gave a shit what he shot that day? He was just like, I'm trying to win this tournament by as many as he can. If he shoots 50 in the fifties, does it, he wins by 12? Like that's his goal. Like he, it's all good. Like it, some people might be just one, if that's their goal, if that's like, so am I, was I disappointed not to get to see like a 56 kind of like I, as a fan, it would have been awesome. awesome. But when you ask him that question and you're like, he's got to be disappointed. I don't think he is disappointed at all. I think you all are disappointed, which is okay too, but stop like putting it on him that he should be disappointed. Cause he had a real chance. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't care about shooting fifties. He wants to win. Like, so he had an awesome day. That's what he answered. 60s always good. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was really good. It's so strange with him because I think that he falls in this world of athlete that we look at and we see this Adonis guy walking around with a perfect golf swing and he's six, five and he's athletic and he hits it forever. And it looks for some reason it's massively powerful, but doesn't look like he's, he's putting forth a lot of effort to do it. You know, he's got the perfect demeanor for golf, you know, I mean, the way he walks around the golf course and the way to your point, he 
interacts after rounds. It's, you know, the profession, the PGA tour has a Dustin Johnson, but it's got Brian Harmon's and it's got Harry Higgs's and it's got, you know, the guy that's five, eight and the guy that's six eleven, and Justin Thomas doesn't look like Dustin Johnson and Rory doesn't either. And neither does Ricky Fowler. I feel like people look at Dustin and something I see floating around a lot is he it, like, I'm surprised he doesn't win more or I'm surprised he doesn't have more major titles. When I just read you off, his resume is, is unbelievable. One of the best currently around golf in terms of how often he wins and how much he's in contention it's almost that our expectations of him are so high because of the way he's almost built or the way he hits the golf ball. You know, golf is, Max, I don't know if you know this or not, golf is way more than hitting it far and hitting it solid. You know, it's between your ears, it's putting, it's chipping, it's all of those things. Yet, w- w- golf fans, I feel, think the guy that hits it great should be way better than he is. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, um, I've always wrestled with this, uh, majors are the most important thing in golf, right? That's just because somebody said, said they were, um, I honestly felt like it became an even bigger deal when tiger came out. Cause he referenced them so often about that's his goal. If he gets the 19 majors, he's the best player of all time. He's better than Jack Nicholas. Like that's, that's what tiger Woods said. but like to truly to me, the mark of a great golfer is not missing cuts. And is just winning like as many times as consistency. You can. So I think right. Tiger. That's why I think Tiger personally is the best of all time. And it's also like getting to East Lake and winning Tour Championships because that means for a whole year you're the best. Golf is all about consistency, like you said. That's literally what the game is about. If you talk to anyone from a 20 handicap to to a PJ Tour player, what do you what do you wish you were? You would say I want to be more consistent. Like that's the point. That's why Tiger's cuts record 142 in a row is truly the greatest stat or record in the history of sports. Um, I could debate it with anybody. I, I I just don't, I know that there's some other cool records that is just so far superior to me than anything, even the hits, you know, the baseball hits record. It's just, it's unbelievable. So to Dustin, I'm not saying that the majors don't mean more, but like we put the weight of it on the majors. Like, sure. Like I thought he'd have, I mean, when you watch him swing, when you watch him, like you're saying, when you watch him putt like this this week, it's like the reason we all talk about him in the way that you're, you're referencing is because yeah, he's built like a real athlete, not a golfer athlete. He smashes it. He swings it. Great. He does everything great. Uh, his brain, he has the ability to literally like zone out and like turn his brain off. Like he has everything. And he is one of the very few people that can bring a golf course to its knees. Like, I, I, I really don't like the whose best golf is better. Oh my God, I was just about to bring a, this up. It's so hard. What do you mean? Like my best golf technically would be birding every hole. I could birdie any hole in the world, so I'm going to do it. The difference is, is who do we see do it? I, that's why I don't like to question. We've seen Rory do it. We've obviously seen Tiger do it. We've seen Dustin do it. We we haven't seen that from everybody. Like D- Jordan does it at Augusta, but he doesn't do it like a lot of places. JT's done it a couple times now. So that's why... That, that those are the people that we like freak out about. And that's how, you know, that guy is just better than, than so many people because you can bring a golf course to its knees. Like he did this week. So yeah, it, it's, it sucks for him that he hasn't won more majors, but maybe it doesn't. Cause maybe he doesn't like, he just wants to win his, his stuff. He's done is incredible. Like, but if we just keep putting it like, Oh, you got to win a masters for it to be a great career. It's like, I don't, 
I feel like you're just making that up because that's what you hear because it's really four events this season. They are the best fields. Don't get me wrong, but we've played a, quite a few events. This, this field, this, this week Stacked. was amazing. I mean, we don't have the, unfortunately the year, a lot of the European tour guys, um, uh, which you know, the majors bring out. So it does make those fields better than, than this, but my gosh, like what an amazing field that he'd beat by 11. Like he, it wasn't even <laughs> sniffing any, nobody sniffed him. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know where to fall. I, I hate putting someone else's expectations in my thoughts. Like, I don't know. Like, do I, of course, if, if you ask me, should he have one more majors? And if you ask me, should he have one more tournaments? I'm saying yes to both. I mean, he literally could win all the time. So I don't know. Like, Sure. Like it, it sucks. He hasn't won more of them, but I don't know. So my, my question to you is who has won? Where does the argument flip? Like, is there a golfer in history that you go, he won too many majors? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not the thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, you could say Arnold Palmer should have won more majors, you know, yeah. I mean, I think he won his last major. It is mid thirties. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying is, I don't know. It, yeah. It, it's, it's dude. It's just, it's, 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 we do all this stuff. And I also just love this. I want to just side track. I had this written down. I hate the, who would be the better, who would, oh. who would win with their a game. You know what? We've, we've had that about four times in the history of the sport. Yeah. You think about the duel in the sun. You think about it, Henrik and Phil at Royal Troon, yep. where two guys are 10 or 12 or 14 shots clear of the third place player. It doesn't happen a lot, right? Yeah. And if you ask Phil, did you have your A game the week at Royal Troon? Maybe he says yes, and maybe he says no. Right. But I mean, if he had his A game, you might have made a couple more birdies, right? Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, I don't really understand the point of that. It just is a, it's a completely vapid argument where I don't feel like we get anything from it. And as I've said a million times, I've probably said it on this podcast multiple times already, we are living in the era of the one-time major winner. Uh, Max, here's just a few names right now that have only, only quote-unquote, won one major. Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Sergio, DJ, Jason Day, Henrik, Jim Furyk, Molinari, Patrick Reed, Gary Woodland. I mean, it's hard to win majors, and it's really hard to win a second. If Dustin wins two majors, if he wins another major... He wins the Masters this year. Does this argument stop? Is my question. Yeah, I mean, no, Hopefully. because, because no, I don't because think it will. he he could win eighteen. Like he really that's could what I'm win saying. all of them. Um, Let's appreciate can, Dustin Johnson. A hundred. Can we appreciate the guy? I, you know, I, I yeah. Stop. Like again, it goes back to what I mentioned just just previously. When you ask him a question and you say, man, does it bother you? You don't have more majors. And he goes, nah, no. And then you're like, it's got to bother him. It's like, <laughs> are you not like, just, just, just let him, he doesn't, he, like he cares, but like, it's okay. Like he knows in his head, he's going to win more of them. So it's just like a, the long game um, to add to your point of one time major winners, Todd Hamilton, Ben Curtis, does anybody like add weight or Sean McKeel? Like do you take weight away from majors then? Because they won like no offense to them, but they didn't. Ben Curtis won a couple more times on tour. Sean McKeel. I don't think ever did. And I don't think Todd Hamilton ever did yet where we weigh this like, Oh, like you, you got to win a major to prove you're the best. Well, so then Todd Hamilton is, is, has had a better career than so many players that I guarantee you, you would name in front of Todd Hamilton. Like if or you were Mar ranking, Mar like, let's say more, if you were going to say, I mean, I, I don't like the career comparisons. People love doing the Dustin Johnson Brooks thing, but to your point, it, it, I'm not taking, you know, what Bubba has done over what Dustin Johnson Hell has done. no. You know, I mean, but, he's won two matches, which awesome. is unreal. They're both awesome careers, and hell yeah, I'd take both of them. But I don't, Bubba, Bubba's reference that he would, you know, he just wants, always wanted to have 10 wins. Right. Wins. He didn't, 
name right. any major like wins like that's what that's the mark we play and an ice cream shop win. that's what he wanted that's exactly, what he wanted yeah, exactly. In his life. so i don't know man like if if dustin's cool i love watching him so much like everybody knows my favorite golfer in the world and it's jordan speed dustin is the most so, is so enjoyable to watch play golf. He's so fast. He's so good. He makes it look so easy and he's just calm and he's just cool. Like he, he makes me proud to play golf. He has the tiger thing that I felt when I was a kid. Like I don't mind saying I play golf in front of my friends that do a lot cooler things because I have tiger. Like when I watch Dustin, I'm like, I got DJ. Like this guy makes me feel like I play a cool ass sport. And so that's what's so, so I'm just, I just appreciate him. Like, yeah, I mean, he could he could literally win every week he ever plays. So, I, yeah, sure. I mean, he should have more majors. But it's just like, I don't know. Like, he just, what, what, what are we supposed to say? He seems like he's doing fine with his life. So there was a moment, <laughs> and then we'll finish with Dustin. There was a moment today, the restart happened. He had two holes to play. They were both running. Him and Harris English are, like, running to finish because they said a storm was coming in. And Dustin had a second shot. And Nance, you know, the GOAT, Nance says, <laughs> I'd really love to see him get to 30. Nancy yeah. on the broadcast and the only thing that passed through my head was i guarantee you dustin doesn't care yeah yeah for sure <laughs> like, i don't think he probably was just like hit it over the thing and i'm gonna go up there and knock it in and let's get off the golf course because i don't want to have to come out here tomorrow it's it's still my favorite quote ever we didn't get talked I, I wasn't on the podcast the week after the pga but if my favorite tweet quote i've seen in a very long time i think it was kyle porter um tweeted about brooks you know kind of taking shots fired at, at dustin and and he said something like you know brooks has a ledger uh keeping score um you know and it's sitting in the middle of his living room for him to see all day and dustin johnson doesn't even know there's a game being played like it's one of my favorite things ever because it could not be more true dustin doesn't read what we write he doesn't listen to what we talk about he doesn't he it's not that he doesn't care but he has such a different way of caring like he's not he he lives his life he wins as much as he can he plays as best as he can all the time he doesn't have like the same goals that we have like associated to so many players you know like tiger uh talks you know talk, he knows every record there is right so when he plays at the end he goes i knew that you know 18 under would be the record here it's like no no one else no not no one else dustin doesn't have that like he doesn't he just he's like i won you know, I won, bro. I won by four. Like, what do you mean? You know, give me the trophy. Like, did you know you were one clear or one behind the best ever? He's like, I, I won. Like, who cares? You know, like, that's him. And it's like, but we are so accustomed to being like, that's so weird. But it's like, no, it's not. It's, it gets, it's literally the same thing, by the way. I was just thinking, as you mentioned, the Nance thing. We as fans, again, I, I would love to see 56, 57. It's fun to watch history. Uh, he obviously doesn't care because he's trying to win the tournament. He cares because he wants to shoot three lower than he could have because he have three shot more lead. But uh, when when but the fans like we want so much of you. So it's it goes literally to the fantasy uh, golf thing where it's like, come on, dude, that's 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 my like you cost me fifty bucks. And it's like when I say I don't care, it's not that I wish you would have made fifty bucks because that means I would have played better. But like, what you're ask what what you're thinking about what I'm thinking about is so different and that one is so obvious of course i don't care that i cost you money because it costs me money are, are our goals aligned yeah we i we both want me to do well or, or dustin to do well or kevin kisner to do well like we we want that but the 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 specifics of why are incredibly different and that's dustin to me about everything he wants to win and we want him to like win certain ones and he just wants to win and we want him to uh break records it's like he just wants, like, I don't know. He just wants to win golf tournaments. And, like, that is so much more pure than everyone else's view of, God, I wish, 59 is arbitrary. Par is irrelevant. This stuff is so dumb. Like It's a I, number. 
I've shot 59 a million times. I grew up in a part 61. I know it's different, but it literally like is literally just a number. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. So I need, I don't know if DraftKings is ever going to sponsor our podcast, but if DraftKings does, we need to do a commercial where you are yelling at the people that picked you for costing you money, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, yeah. man, if you had picked me, I wouldn't have made money <laughs> on 18. Such a bummer. Uh, I wanted to get into Daniel Berger for just a second. I just wanted to get your thoughts as somebody that is that is in the Masters what field this animal. year. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Berger is not in the Masters right yeah. now. And the reason being is very simple. The Masters set their field for the April Masters, and that's the field for the November Masters. So the field that was supposed to be set, if the, you know, obviously the event hadn't been postponed, the same field is is going to be at Masters. I think it's 96 players they have right now. That did not include Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger had that long injury. He was like 100th in the world at the time. Uh, since then, uh, not 100th in the world, has played some decent golf. 
He's ranked 18th in the world as of now. He's going to move up again because he finished third this week. Since, uh, since I believe all of this went down, he's gone T9th, T5th, T4th win, T3rd miscut, T2nd, T13th, third. So, obviously playing unbelievable golf. I would argue he's playing the best golf. Yeah, he's golf probably best in the world. Yeah. Maybe top three in the world right now. Yeah. Playing. But he's not in the Masters field. So, as somebody that's in the Masters field, do you would you want him in or are you kind are you with I don't want to say with the Masters because of course you're with the Masters and you want to ruffle any feathers but are you in the idea that this thing was set and if it was played in April he wouldn't have been in so this is the same field that's supposed to be set for the 2020 in theory Masters yeah it's it's both to me I mean I would love for him to be and I really like Daniel like he's awesome uh he's an amazing golfer the field should be as good as possible but it's just how I've looked at all this stuff it sucks that he's not, but everything sucks. Like, you know, it sucks that I don't get to watch a Lakers home game. It sucks. Like I haven't gone to a Dodger game yet. Like right. this sucks, but like you have to, it sucks. Like I had this conversation with like, uh, one of my buddies, Colton, who caddies on the uh, corn fairy tour. And by the was, way, nice corn fairy. Yeah, catch. I'm, I'm trying to you. say web. If I'm talking about when I did it, I'm just right. going to say corn fairy. If it's a present day, cause I never played the corn fairy tour. I played the web tour. <laughs> so, but yeah, he, we were talking about, you know, he said it really sucks that none of them can uh, graduate up to the PJ tour because they're playing amazing. And you know, there's guys out there that play are awesome. They should, they should be a hundred. Like it sucks, but it also sucks. Everything sucks for the PJ tour guy who got to play 14 events this year. This was his one PJ tour season that he's got his first PJ tour. season. That sucks. That's not fair. Even if you don't keep your card, you would have made so much more money if you could have just kept playing. Um, so it sucks. So at times you have to pick you have to, the, the tour, uh, these organizations, Augusta national, like they have to pick the lesser of two evils. And, and they did. Um, I could complain that I, you know, if, you know, not saying Daniel's complaining, but if you're complaining about that, I could complain. I, I it should have been played in April because I was playing amazing then. And I'm not known to, like playing as well. Now, like I would, I would have had a legitimate chance. I thought I had a legitimate chance to win the masters. And uh, I'm not saying I don't now, but like, I definitely am not in the same place. Like as I was like, that's clear. I was coming off like every week I was in contention, just like he was. So, or he is now. So like it, it stinks, but he wasn't in anyway. So he'll be in the next one. So I'm curious your take on this because, because this is coming from again, a place of, I wish he was, but in all in everything we're doing right now, like, would I, do I wish I could sit at my favorite restaurant at home right now and, and eat dinner? I totally do. I wish I could take my wife out on a date. I wish I could do fun stuff, but I can't. But they have to go. So, okay, like, I'll do it at home, you know? Okay, so we have, like, we're picking our spots here. And, like, if this is the biggest issue we have that Daniel Berger isn't in the Masters because he was 100th in the world because he was hurt, yeah, that sucks totally. But, like, what were they supposed to do? Say, okay, well, just in case, so we're going to put a stipulation. Like they could have done that. They didn't like, I don't know how you would even write that in. I mean, I guess it would have been like a top 10. Like sure. If a player plays himself into but, the top 10 in the world. It, but do they, I, bump I, the you're guy right, who, do they bump the guy who fell out of the top 10? Like, where do you stop? You know, right. It's, 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 you make the rules and you've got to stand by him. Is yeah. What your I don't point know. Is, and I think that's the right thing. My, my only argument for Daniel Berger. I mean, there's a lot to be argued here for him because again, he's playing so well. My argument is, and I said this to you today when we were playing golf, you don't get a lot of chances. T- to your point about April, right? If the Masters had happened, scheduled, and played when it normally was, you were playing some really solid golf. You'd, you'd played well back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks headed into to April, and of course, everything got postponed. So you had a chance, considering the way you were playing, to contend and possibly win at Augusta National, right? 
a dream, right. a, a dream of yours. And that didn't happen. Berger right now is playing well enough to where he would be one of the favorites at Augusta, right? 100%. He'd probably be one of the top 10, 12 favorites at Augusta. You know, what? what's a bummer for me thinking about this for him is it's really hard to win the Masters. You've got to be playing really well to even have a chance to win the Masters. And he's doing both of those things, and he's not going to be there. And it is going to be – I just think it's going to feel a little weird. And I know that the outside sports world's not going to think about this because they probably – some of them don't even know who Daniel Berger is. But, you know, if you had a healthy Kevin Durant and he just wasn't in the playoffs – it would feel like a bummer. You know, if Kevin Durant was at a hundred percent playing great basketball and he just wasn't in the NBA playoffs, you would feel like something small, mind you, was missing from that field. And that's what I feel like for Berger. And it's just, again, the masters had to do what they had to do. They had to set the rules. I understand what they did. And to be fair, I respect the hell out of what they did because they probably realized that maybe something like this would come up, but it is just for him. It really stinks. To your point, a lot of this stuff stinks, but I just was going down his resume, Max, this week, and I was just shocked at how consistent he has been basically since the waste management. Yeah, so I've known Daniel a long time. We uh, played college golf against each other. We we played the same rookie year. Uh, He's an amazing player. Like, like, you know, the only reason he struggled was because he was hurt. Like, he's going to win tons more. And when you're 18th in the world like he is, you're going to, contend in other masters, you know? So I know that's how he's thinking of it. So this doesn't feel like one of those one-off man, like he should have a shot and he doesn't get to like, and I totally agree with your point. Again, this all sucks. Like there's going to be people that get the, the, the raw end of the deal, but he's, I guarantee you he's not looking at it as man. I have a few chances to win the masters and this was my best one. It's like, he's going to feel the same way at the next, you know, I mean, he's just that good. And, and he's a, he's a baller. He's got the mind for it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think, it is a very weird situation. Uh, just so everybody knows, we've never had this situation before. So like, let's just take it easy. On <laughs> everybody, the rules. This is really everybody's trying. Everybody's trying to figure it out day to day. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just uh, it's wild. But it is, it is wild when you think about that. You know, when you oh, think yeah. that when you when you set precedents that they had to set in March or April, you were inevitably going to run into a Daniel Berger type of situation totally. here, and this is what. And he's the guy, right? He's the guy you circle out. And it's just injuries suck and not playing sucks because you drop down the world rankings and then you come out and you're well, on so, fire. So I just thought of a great, uh, great uh, comparison, like uh, the, the complete opposite of this. All of this is really weird, right? Like we don't get a Daniel Berger. What's the coolest story you've heard um, of like this season, basically in golf? Like what's the coolest thing, men's or women's? I'm going to try to help you into this because it happened today. Oh yeah, yeah. Women's British. Yeah. I mean, so would Sophia Popov been in that field if it wasn't for all this? Hell no. She, of course not. She's playing a limited event, but she gets in because the field's all funky. And now we get the coolest story of the year. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that like that's fair to Daniel. None of this is fair, but like, it's just this is how stuff's going to be. Like, it's just it's very odd. You, know, there's a lot of people who didn't get into like the an average tour event that always do because of the pandemic and and that the fields were so different than than normal and. So it just, yeah, it just stinks. Like it just, yeah, it's some stuff's going to stink. It. We had the coolest thing I've seen in a long freaking time today because of it. So you're, you know, you're probably going to get more stinky stuff than, than cool <laughs> stuff. But listen, <laughs> you know, you know what? Uh, I, I was playing golf with you today. Uh, apparently Gorse, the horse got a shout out on the broadcast. Now they didn't know the name of the horse. Nah. They said Gorse. 
They said Gores had a social media account, which we we never created. My sister tried to create it, but it didn't take off. But got a little shout out. Had a couple of the LPGA players out there that were looking for Gorse early in the week. It appears that they have moved that majestic creature to another area, not too far from the golf course. But Gore, I'll send you this picture and I'll tweet it out. Gorse was in a graphic. Oh, I saw. Grat leaderboard. I saw. I saw. Just sneaking in Perfect. there on the side. Yeah, he looked. looked he un- looked a little thirsty. No, <laughs> no, he knew he where was, the camera he, was. That's what I'm saying. He knew where it yeah, was. He was he a little thirsty. He had told some some of his little you know girlfriends. He's got. I'm sure it's plural. That he's <laughs> he's a pretty popular guy in the uh, in the golf world. So he had to show show off a little bit. And he snuck his way in the corners. A little thirsty. Uh, I have a question for you about golf courses. You know, we saw crazy scoring this week. You know, of course, we saw the 59 and we saw 60. And then, you know, DJ shoots 30 under to win. And he wins by 11. So, you know, I mean, I guess what you got to go down to the teens. And then there were a ton of people at, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 under. But I was thinking about this and, and the way golf courses are set up for you guys and how you play the golf courses. So the greens typically, would you say, are are perfect or close to perfect week in and week out on tour? Yeah, I mean, rel- relative to what I'm sure everybody else puts on, I mean, they're pretty perfect. I mean, they're not perfect, but I mean, uh, and in fear of being uh, yelled at by Tron about being coddled, like you have 144 <laughs> people playing the golf course. Some still wear metal spikes like they get this week got really beat up in the afternoons. Um, so, I mean, but they're they're. I thought the greens we put on in Arizona are, are almost impossible to beat. So gotcha. Sure. They're freaking good. Yeah. They're good. About hey, sidebar, real quick. Have you ever thought about the metal spikes? Have you ever done it? Uh, they're worn? really not good for your back. And I have uh, really. I have pretty like I don't slip at all, or like I I could play in tennis shoes, so I have like no need for them. Plus, I I don't like like I, I just don't like the people wear them. But it's I would never complain about it because it's not like worth it. But I just don't. I, I truly don't get it. Like I don't gotcha. get it. So okay, so the so golf course conditions for the PJ Tour. I mean, when you get to a golf course week in and week out. The conditions are great. I mean, the fairways are great. The greens are great. You know, the rough's great. Bunkers are perfect. They're perfectly raked and manicured, all that stuff. I I feel like, you know, in 2020, golfers, especially professional, and I'm going to stick to professional here, have used every outlet to get as good as you can get, right? I mean, technology is, is as good as it's ever been. You know, the drivers go far. The ball goes far. Everything's good. You guys have computers, track man, you know, everything to tell you, what your golf swing does or how to correct things in your golf swing to where you can get the maximum out of it. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, your number's perfect. You know how far your irons go. You know, when things are going wrong, you have coaches and mental coaches. I mean, you even, I mean, you've done, you've dabbled in the diet world. I mean, you've talked about pescatarian before we know greens books. I just feel like everything that the professional golfer has now at their disposal is at the top it's ever been it is you are using all of the available outlets to be near perfect you know what i'm saying i mean you are it's it's different than it was in 1995 it's different than it was in 2005 and the golf courses are better because the greens are going to be get better the fairways are going to be better they're going to be better manicured i do wonder why it feels like the golf courses haven't been stepped up a tier to fit the modern golfer who is unbelievable. And I'm not saying you don't need 7,800 yard golf courses, but do you feel like there's some stuff that could be done even today playing at Phoenix country club? There was some nasty rough behind 18 green that I was in and I was what five paces off the green. Yeah. You were like, I was asking you how to hit that shot. And you mentioned that there was a lot of that at Harding park and it was really tough to play out of. Do you feel like that would help 
the PGA Tour experience for fans if they did a little more to the golf course to just make it tougher? Again, not we're not changing the golf course. It's not about adding 500 yards to a golf course, but are there things you feel like they could do to golf courses to level up to where the players are? Because you guys are so good and you are so knowledgeable at why you're so good now that I would like to see maybe the golf courses step up to where you're, I mean, I, I don't really care about the score, mind you, but I do find it not as much fun to watch when everybody's tearing it up. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. So first off, when I played this week uh, on Wednesday, I didn't see the scores. Even when I played Thursday, Friday, I didn't see the scores being like this. So maybe that's just a testament that I, I got to get a little better. But on Friday, it was pretty windy when I played it. I mean, I hit back-to-back four irons at one point. The back nine was playing pretty tough. Um, the front nine was very gettable, but like you really had to like get all of those holes, you know, even four, like the drivable hole. I hit an amazing drive on, um, on a Friday. It landed on the very front left. It flew like it flies two feet shorter. It kicks like 12 feet and it goes long left. And I had really hard chip. Like I hit it awesome. And it still almost went off the green. So it just was like, I didn't see it. So obviously that's typically the week of somebody who misses the cut. And then somebody obviously, you know, not even Dustin, like Berger getting third Harris English getting right. second. Like that's what you see. Um, I, but yeah, I, I know we, we, we joke and talk about, you know, the, the woke golf Twitter and, and you know, um, I know Nolan up talks about it all the time about golf course and what you could do. Uh, Andy Johnson, Brendan, they talk about it. Andy's done a deep dive. Um, it's tough because they all, not they all, I don't think they all say the exact same thing, but the idea is the same thing. And, and it's a lot of bitching about the golf courses and I can't deal with just constant bitching about um, right. golf courses because at the end of the day, it's like, it is honestly on your brain at some point to just be like, I'm just going to try to enjoy this a little bit more. And, and of course they, they can, they can keep pushing to make things better. Like I'm not blaming them for doing it. Cause I don't, I'm, I'm making a bad point because I, I think that they need to for, for the good of the game, keep pushing it. But the issue is, is like, for me, I can't keep complaining about it. Cause I, it just doesn't get me anywhere, but I'm not so, complaining about no, no, it. So, so, so I think my, the the point that I'm doing a horrible job making is D, uh, DJ Pi always says, you know, golf is an entertainment game. So it needs to entertain the, the fans that I think the issue is, is the PJ tour looks at it as um, it is a contest each week to see who is the best golfer. Uh, it's not an entertainment product. I think that's how they look at it. I, I do. I think that's wrong. I'm not really sure because I'm playing and I, I would like conditions to be literally dead perfect because I think it would prove who's the best golfer. Do I think it's like, to people who are like, oh, if you hit in the middle of fairway and hit a divot, you should be able to take it out. That's stupid. It's like, well, no, that's like the art of golf. Like, that's kind of fun if you look at it as fun. But they want to be like, yeah, but that's unlucky. Like, yeah, it's unlucky. And maybe that, you know, maybe Dustin Johnson loses uh, a golf tournament when he's better than everybody because he hit in two divots, let's say. But it's like, yeah, but like, our, our, that's more entertaining to watch somebody hit out of a divot because it's not like, you know, basically on a tee in the middle of the fairway. But are we so so yes, are we it look it just depends. Are you trying to look at it as this entertaining or we're trying to see who's the best golfer now? If I were to beef up golf courses, what I would do um to most of them now it changes different places. You know, you have a place like Bannon where it's always firm and you can get away with no rough. Um if have anywhere where it's soft ever really, you're gonna have bad weeks like this one where the greens are actually typically firm and they have a lot of slope. These greens are weird, man. Like 18th green is one of the weirdest greens I've ever been on. Um, but it's soft. So it's just like, okay, I don't know what you what to tell you about this one. But what I think that they did great was they have a really, really low bunker on, on the right, and they have that low area on the left. And uh so, so I think around every green everywhere should have low areas, no rough around the greens. That's where the no laying up Andy Johnson, they talk about this. And I love this. It's kind of where I got that idea from, because as far as entertainment goes, 
Um, the scores may still be low on weeks like like where it just rains a lot. I mean, it just it's going to be hard. It's going to happen. But I it it was more entertaining. I watched Cameron Davis yesterday uh, hit a chip uh, from the low area. It didn't get up the hill. Came back to his feet. Uh, Bo Hosser did the same thing. Then they put the next one. Um, it wasn't on enough holes, but like that that that's what you saw you, uh, today. I saw. Um, who hit it in the left? Somebody else hit in the, like the low area left of 18. It has a really hard chip or putt. It's very entertaining. I talked about this as 15 at Travelers. Um, but uh, leading up to the green, I think that places where it is not always firm, where it's typically not firm at least, uh, thick rough. So have the weird looking golf where you have really thick, lush rough off the tees and narrow fairways. And then up by the green, it's slopes that run away like a Pinehurst type thing. And, and it'll look weird because you're literally going to cut off the uh the rough at some point like it's just going to go away for the most part maybe it'll get further around the green but it's going to look funny but it, it kind of looks like right now like i had to shave my hand because i hurt my hand and uh, i had to put some uh like a, a tape pack on it or whatever um and so i only shaved like around my wrist so it'll look like that what... take you like a couple of weeks to get that cleaned up because that's like a, that was probably <laughs> it, like a it, three it took hour longer process to clean up than it did to grow back <laughs> but um but yeah but you see like my long 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 hair uh stops at one point and then like just goes to like like no hair like that's what it would look like on the golf course if you did my idea but i think it'd be good because if, if the to me i'm with with you guys it's an entertainment product it's not every week just to see who's the best golfer because over the course of time you'll know who's the best golfer it needs to be more entertaining more fun so i think or and, and more difficult uh if that's what people are, are chiming for to to watch so i think it's make the tee shots really really difficult and then make around the greens do your best to get lows and and runoffs and and then even if you do see somebody go bananas, you're gonna see a lot of shots of like creativity and thought. And what I thought that the broadcast team did a horrendous job of this week um, on left of twelve. Maybe this is just a one off, and I am not giving them enough credit. But listen, I probably am doing okay with that area. Um, Cameron Davis has a chip from left twelve, as I mentioned, and he hit lob wedge. One of the commentators who I'll talk about later. Could not believe he was chipping it. Oh, these young guys, always a 60. Oh, my God, they never do. The reason he did it, um, this is why we need, you know, we all love Phil in the booth at PGA, is when you putt it from where he was, short left of the hole, the putt he has to hit actually breaks, like, it's probably 12 to 15 feet. So, sure, like, it's probably a safer shot to get the ball on the green, but it's hard. So, he's, you're going to go with the tougher shot. So, actually, that's, if they would explain it right, you'd understand the risk-reward. The He's going to go with, I'm going to take the break out, fly it on the green and spin it. But it's, I know it's really soft here and this needs to be perfect. It was such a cool shot to set up like, because that's what you're seeing. And then the next one, the commentator says, uh, oh, see, now he put it. Well, the reason he put it is because it got pinned high. And now he's putting straight up the hill. It hit it two feet. Nance says, you know, of course, you know, oh, oh, you know, like that, that one, uh, you know, he should have done that the first time. Ha ha, like joking. Uh, it's because the other commentator didn't really do a fantastic job explaining why the first one would be chipped. Joe and I, when I have chips at times, if it looks like a bump and run, we will talk about like, do you want to chip this thing with a 60 or 56 and fly it further uh, to take the breakout because it, it makes it easier, but you're taking on much more risk. That shot Cameron hit was a really, really cool shot that I wish we could see more often. And if it's explained the correct way, you'd understand why that actually wasn't, oh, these young guys in their 60s. It was a bold, bold shot that he did not pull off. And he made five because he made a great second up down, but the reason the second one was so hard. So that's what we could see every week, in my opinion. I don't know if the scores would go up like dramatically, but I think you would be more entertained. And I think there would be more big numbers and more like, oh my gosh, like he stubbed it or didn't get up the hill. Ah, or like, you know, you would see more like fun stuff. Now you're gonna have a day like today, Dustin hits 18 greens. You're not going to see that, but like, 
that's that just going to happen. <laughs> but that that's to me what I, I like to see. Cause I think that's the coolest part of golf. You can always hit your 60. It's going to be bold. Um, you could hit an eight iron. I mean, I watched Leishman this year, hit like this cool little five iron, like run up, like you see a lot more cool shots. It also, it does need to be explained a little bit though. <laughs> I, I think that I, you know, I'm surrounded by some of the people you mentioned, you know, I, I talk to them, chat with them, text with them. I live in that world myself where, you know, I'm so, I'm so much around professional golf in my life that weeks like this, I just kind of lose interest because the numbers, the numbers don't matter anymore. You know, it's like, I, I feel like if you go out and shoot 65 on a golf course as a professional golfer, you know, you should feel like you played a good round. And to me, you know, this week, especially into the weekend with how well everybody was playing, you know, you kind of go out there and hum it around and you shoot 65 and it's, it's because their talents are so much, they're so much more superior to what the golf, where the golf course sits. And I just, I, all I'm asking, I I appreciate you explaining that is I don't want to sound like the guy that's like, Oh, 30 under, you know, 30 under 50 guys finish double digits under par. Like I don't care if it's entertaining, but I do feel like I lose interest at times when everybody's going low. And I do feel like, you know what, you know what moment I love this in this restart was when Justin Thomas needed to make par on the last hole at Muirfield to win. Mm -hmm. And if he makes bogey, it's going to be a playoff. And when the golf courses are really easy for professional golfers, I never feel like they're going to make bogey. Never. It doesn't matter where you're going to hit it. You're You're not going to make five. And I just feel like when you're watching like Luca today, Luca could have made the three or missed the three. And that's what's dramatic about the moment. It's the hoops, not eight feet wide. He's not just throwing as long as he gets it in the air. It's good. And when the golf courses are so playable for y'all, there's no fear of bogey yeah. when you're playing as well as the winner's going to be playing. So I want the bogey to be a possibility. And when it's soft and, and there's not a lot of trouble around the greens, Y'all don't make a lot of bogeys. So that, that's my point. I'm totally with you. Uh, I want to bring up one small point, though, because we keep referencing 30 under. Holy cow, he's third under. And I, I, this is a little bit tongue in cheek. Oh, he won by 11. I know. Yeah, this is tongue in cheek because I get it. But I will say that, yeah, the, the second place was 19 under, which is still the, the amount of scores under par was still too low. I'm totally with you. I never really fear for somebody making bogey, especially as I had to watch the scoreboard all day today. I never felt like somebody <laughs> was going to make a bogey. Like, that's just how it felt. Um, Tiger Woods won a U.S. Open once. Uh, what do you shoot? 14 under? A 12 under one by 12 15. under. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous that he shot 12 under like the course isn't hard enough. Oh, wait, what was second place? It was two over or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, three over like, okay, so I, I, it's a t- joke, tongue in cheek, whatever. But we are referencing 30 under a lot. It, it feels like this day and age. We're not appreciating that Dustin Johnson just shot 30 under. Well, like, and I'm not, I'm not the saying I'm using Dustin. Right. I mean, the cut, the cut was still high or uh, higher than a couple other weeks this year already. So like, I'm with you, man. Like I'm totally on your, on your side on this. Uh, it was just, was a joke that like, I feel like we're not appreciating the number he put up. We're, yeah, we're talking talk about, about we're disappointed in 259 <laughs> and we're not talking about second place being 11 shots worse than right. Him, and this course is too easy. Was it easy? Yeah, it was easy. It rained literally like three inches during the tournament. It looked right. like it got way easier as it went on. I bet you the course would have played a little harder had it not rained. Like this is what stinks, but the holes that played difficult to me this week, um, 11 was just long. So that, that was just long, but 12 was hard. And then a few of the holes on the back nine, 14, 15 
were hard. Uh, they had lows. Uh, a few of them had lows around the greens. And I just think that's how you have to spice it up. And then you just, you know, kind of hope that it gets firm and fast. And then you're going to see that a lot and you're going to see higher scores. But I'm with you. You need to have some fear of bogey on 18. Uh, Muirfield does the exact opposite. It's the reverse of my idea. It does stadium seating with rough and then runoffs to the middle of the green. So if you put a pin anywhere near the side and you're short-sided, you cannot stop the ball on the green. So to me, that's boring, but it does bring in the uh, fear factor of bogeys because you're not going to see people hit amazing shots to give me unless the ball goes in the hole. You're, you're going to see a lot of shots that if you're short-sided, just go, go, go to 20 feet. And it's better. It still think it's better for entertainment because we're going to see a lot of like from the fairway, you cannot miss left here because the pins left, blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, that's why I think the other way would just be more fun all the time. But that's why Mirrorfield's so hard. So they do the opposite, but they've picked an extreme they're going to go with. And I think to your point about how players have every option to get better in the world now, like we have every resource possible. Golf courses should uh, do their best to like be extreme. Go like go nuts. Um make it weird, make it crazy. As much as, you know, people were talking about 12, the center line bunker on 12 this week at, uh, and the players told them not to, to move it. The reason it got moved is because you have the best players in the world telling you this hole is stupid. So they moved it. it it's, it's not because it was too hard. It was just, they were like, this is dumb. Justin's playing down the other fairway. Like, I think they just said, this is stupid. So they changed it. Cause they're like, wow, that it must be stupid. If they all think it's stupid. Now, maybe that makes us coddled. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but the idea is, is, you know, Joe, my caddy who doesn't complain about a lot of things that this hole is so dumb with this bunker. Like it just was a dumb hole, like whatever, but maybe that's where we go. Maybe we just make holes dumb and make people figure it out. Like, you know, so that's an option. I mean, I had an idea at six of Bay Hill for people that don't know. It's like, you can, it's only like 350 yards of front edge, but you have to literally take it over all the water. It's the Island, you know, or the dog leg left. I had an idea to have a strip of fairway from the T to the green. That's eight yards wide, 10 yards wide, and it's dead straight. And if you hit it, you have like literally you're chipping onto a par five in two, but you better hit that shot. So like, just make it weird. If we make it more entertaining, I don't know. A little Island piece of grass out there. Yeah. that's like three Oh eight. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, just, that'd be awesome. Uh, that, I, I like that. I, you know, I, I do my think good you, idea, you are you are one of those you're one of the guys and I'm not sure if everybody on tours like this, if some of the guys are, if some of the guys aren't. But you're a guy that likes the golf course to be tougher. You want a tougher golf course. I feel like you play better. I think everybody really does. Man. OK, so that's nice here because even and I forget which player it was this week, either missed the cut or was right on the cut line at Troon. And she said, as tough as the conditions have been, I really want to make the cut because I want to play two more days. in. This. Yeah. So, so it goes to the, so it goes to the player coddled thing and, and the scores being low and people saying, Oh, it's just because the tour players uh, want everything. So that they want it to be easier. It's not that they want it easier. It goes back to the tour players want each week to show who the best golfer is and people watching want to see something fun. So if, you know, insert name here. If me, if I complain that this is stupid, this whole stupid, this pin stupid, these greens suck. They're too bouncy or bumpy. These fairways suck. The bunkers are too firm. They're too soft. Like if I do that, the reason I'm doing it is because I think that it becomes lucky if your ball gets a good lie, a bad lie. Now people watching love that people playing hate it because you don't want to lose a golf tournament that you are the best one at that week because something dumb happened. You want to show that I am the best. Like, so like I said, that's the differing um, points of view of the two. And that's why I think people will say I'm a coddled PJ tour player. And I ask for so many things. I can't handle hard golf courses. I want it to be easier. It's not easier. I just want it to be fair for everybody. And other people want it to be 
fun to watch, which typically is not fair. And I'm so on board with that, but I'm just trying to, I'm not arguing either side. I'm just trying to point out why, why people think that about the players and why I think that that's wrong. It's simply just a point of view issue. Like it's how you're looking at a golf tournament versus how we are. And, and that's okay because we should be catering to, to your, the fans, like that's how it should be. So maybe they will go one day, but it's not, it's not the players being soft by saying that the course is stupid. When, when the U.S. Open has a pin on, on, a, on a hill and it, it's playing a million over, the first thing is, oh, the players just hate when it's, when it's hard. It's like, no, they don't hate when it's hard. They just want to prove who's the best one. And if I run a putt a foot and a half by and it goes down a hill, it feels like I'm not. Now, you know, rub, you know whatever, rub the green, like that's what's going to happen. But that, that, I'm just pointing out why. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's my only argument. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So transitioning quickly to this, then we'll get to flights. I was talking to my buddy Skylar this week during the, the the British Open that was at Troon. We were talking about par threes, you know, which par three would be the best par three to make a hole in one on. Now, to me, any hole would be great to make a hole in one on. Dude, but, liter- uh, literally, literally just any, any hole. Any of the holes. So I'm going to take you to my home course I grew up on. It's a nine-hole par three course. You'll make one one of the days. We'll just That should be like a video if we ever have one I of these like like things again. We'll just go every day till you make one. <laughs> we could be there for 300 days. We could be there for one day. We should, and we we should leave be, immediately. You can't, can't shave, can't get a haircut. Idea. Can't shave, can't get a haircut, can't change clothes. 
It's gotta be like the same uh, outfit. I'm, I'm not gonna look. play with you. <laughs> I know. I'll I'll wear. It. This is my thing. I'll be the one okay. that has to do this. I, it's my challenge. You can it's shower. Like the, we'll call it the Tom Hanks Castaway Challenge. This could be great content. Like, I, we should actually do that. I bet you you'd make one within four days if we played oh it a God. bunch. Well, I'm. I'm I'm 36. How many days has that been? I've still got zero. So I, I have a feeling that's a good video. We're going to put that. I like, I like that idea. Somebody out there that's a content creator. We want to do that. Uh, so, so we're talking about this. So there's no restrictions on you can or can't get on a golf course. You know, you, you can get on a lot of golf courses. Uh, my number one, I did five. I asked you to do some. My number one is, uh, is the layup. I think it should be the answer for everybody. Cypress point 16. You know, it's long. It's yeah, it's, hard, mine, it's beautiful. Mine too, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's number one. Who's your number. What's your number two? Um, I didn't really rank them. Um, Lytham number one would be awesome. It's literally the first hole Love of the day call. and you would be, you know, I make a, you'd, you'd be like one shot through one hole. Like I think that'd be sick. And it's, you know, major <laughs> typically, uh, just so don't have 15 sweet. clubs in your bag. Yeah, just 14 when you make it. What's yeah, your just number do that. two? If you make a one with 15 in your bag, you know, he, you know, if you remember, he made two there. Did he made two there and he so had he to take a, a two shot penalty. So he made four. Ugh. Um, my number two is Augusta 12. A, that means I'm playing Augusta National. <laughs> and B, it's, yeah, you yeah. know, it's a pretty famous hole. I don't know if there's been a lot of aces on it. It would yeah. be pretty sweet. Sweet. Um, I didn't even think of that, though. And I, my, my three is 16 at the Waste Management, but it has to be at the Waste oh, Management. It would be sick. Great uh, call. And, and tied with that. Not tied, but like right behind that in the same vein is 17 at Sawgrass. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it'd be electric. Uh, I had a postage stamp as three. Just, yeah. you know, you could it's always say iconic. the you don't even have to say it like the nice thing about that is it don't have to say the course. Don't have to say the hole. You just go, yeah. I aced the posted stand. People <laughs> yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> my last one was 17 at Pebble. This is my favorite, one of my favorite golf courses in the world. I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I had Pebble seven is four. And then my last See, seven one doesn't do it for me. Well, it's, I, I love I mean, that just... hole. But it, when I was thinking about this, I was like, everyone always says that hole. And it's like a lob wedge. I know, but it's still. I know, you it's have sick. Your... No, I get it. I get it. But like I 17 is almost as sick and it's like way harder. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot harder. Way tougher <laughs> shot. The nice thing is if I made a hole in one on seven at Pebble, I could take a picture and post it on social media <laughs> and I would be one of the what first people idea. to ever. I'd be one of the first people to ever post that hole on the Internet. So one of my favorite things about seven uh, that I would like about the hole in one is it would be one of those cool holes in one where it's kind of one of those, you know, if a tree falls and a forest doesn't make a noise if no one's around, it's kind of like that. Seven is one of the most interesting holes because when you're on that green, you are alone. Like yes. there's nobody, there's nobody till like you've across the Pacific ocean. Like you can't see anybody. So it'd be kind of cool to make one and like n literally no one be there except maybe the guy who brings that kid a Coke in the commercial way back in the day, maybe he would roll out and he saw nice it, but call. like I, maybe he was in a boat out there. I don't know, but that would be a cool one if for that reason, but I don't know. Uh, my last one is uh, Marshall Lakeside, number six. It's the golf Hell course yeah. I grew up on. I just, Hell you know, yeah. I mean, my, not, my new one for you is number one, Chica at Vista Valencia. Our first day out there, you make it and we just go <laughs> right inside. Can it, can we talk about how horrible the content would be if I made it on the first hole? Yeah, I mean, it would be a very drunk content, the rest of it. Keep it the would just be the, short, it'd be the shortest video in the history of the internet. It'd be, it'd be um, all right, uh, we, let's get to flights. Yeah, we're getting uh, long. Before, I'm going to go as fast as I can. You got a lot of flights. Uh, before we get to flights, uh, real quick, a uh, quick shout out to Ben Loomis, son of my producer for a long time at Fox, Mark Loomis. Ben won the club championship this week at New Canaan. Congrats. And, uh, and he's, Ben's in high school. You know, he's one of those kids that, I, and I, I don't want to speak out of, out of place, but, you know, I think he's, slowly kind of figured out, you know, distance and how far he can hit the ball. And he's like gotten in this place where he's really good now. And I also have a theory 
and I don't know if it still stands with how many national junior tournaments there are and how big the AJGA is. There's something about winning the club championship, right? It's, yeah, yeah. You're it's playing like a, the adults. It's a it's big a step up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I it's like if your Justin's major. I any club championships. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, shout out to Ben Loomis. He, awesome. he, he, won, really he cool. won it on Sunday. Um, so I have a Feel Good Friday. Uh, today is Kobe Bryant's birthday. Uh, obviously, Kobe Bryant is not with us anymore. Uh, I selfishly took uh, the day today and obviously wasn't like one of the more fun days I ever had. It worked out. But um, with the stuff that like, I, I mean, like he doesn't know that he instilled in me about my competitive nature. Uh, I don't I will. I, I don't ever like to root against anybody ever in golf. I, I, I want to beat you. I want I want Dustin to shoot 30 under and I want to shoot 31. So I could look him in the eyes and tell you tell him I am better than you. Like, that's what I want. So very difficult to, you know, and I've gotten really good at that in the last five, 10 years. Like I don't root against, I'm, I'm pretty good at it again. What will be, will be, I did this to myself. I'll be all right. Um, I just got to go play better the next week. Right. So it was hard today. Like, I mean, I caught myself a couple of times. I mean, you know, I could hear my wife screaming in the other room when people would make bogeys or miss putts. I'm trying my best not to root, but it was hard. And I went through waves. The reason this is my feel good Friday is because I just felt like I was, I was going to try to have that Kobe Mamba mentality of it today where I, it, this doesn't matter because I'm going to win the next one, like whatever the next one is, I'm going to win the next one. And I was proud because one of my, you know, and I know this is a lot, but my like guy, Taylor Gooch is right in front of me. And it was, I was very happy that I never, I wanted him to play great. Like I truly did. And I, and again, there were some other people that I ever against a little bit. Like I, I didn't do a perfect <laughs> job. I, I would be lying to say that I did, did a perfect job, but I was happy that like, I really, truly from the bottom of my heart, didn't have one ounce of root against for Taylor okay. and it felt good. And, and, um, I mean, yeah, if I cussed a little bit when Coke rack made an Eagle on 18, like it wasn't the best thing I've ever watched on TV, but three uh, putt Louie, I don't want yeah, that. Eagle so, to go but in. I did a pretty good job. So it was just, you know, and I felt like I, you know, it was a, it was an interesting day to have it, you know, fall on Kobe Bryant's birthday. Cause it just, like, again, it just was a reminder to me of like, be, be a competitive guy. This you, you can't, don't be soft. Like if you don't make it, you should have just maybe made par with a sandwich in your hand on the 18th. Oh, by the way, uh, best thing I heard this week. Uh, I wait, do I have a best thing? Cause I was going to add it. Oh, I do. I have two best things, but this wow. one just happened. Lacey, uh, told me <laughs> if you just wouldn't, why would you hit a sand wedge from the fairway? It's for the sand. <laughs> she was joking, obviously, <laughs> but it made me laugh. She goes, we wouldn't be in this position. If you just wouldn't hit the sand wedge. I thought that was hit funny. the fairway wedge, yeah. bro. What do you think? I have a feel good Friday. Uh, and this is uh, a personal one, but, my son's favorite toys. It's a golf club. They're these golf clubs. It's I got so these Fisher Price golf clubs. These little plastic golf clubs. This kid wakes up in the morning. He has his bottle. He watches whatever. And then he starts walk. He walks over to this little golf bag and grabs the golf club. And he'll hold the driver for a couple minutes. He puts it, puts it down on the ground, grabs the putter. And now I'm like placing tennis balls and stuff yeah. on the ground. And he's, now listen, I mean he's this isn't this isn't Tiger on, on Mike <laughs> Douglas or something, but and Rory's not hitting it into the into the washing machine, but you know, he's like kind of hitting it around and I'm showing him little things and it you know, like being a dad produces a lot of proud moments, but I am just I am just elated when this happens every day. Every day it's the best part of my day. That so, is so cool. Uh, it is awesome. You never awesome. know, man. If you get a picture of this and in the future when he becomes like a PJ Tour star, let's say, uh, that that bottle could look like a protein shake and by then that might be like the thing that was a, like made him a prodigy. I just it was just scoops and scoops and scoops. <laughs> I called Bryce and he told me what to put in there. He told me exactly what 14-month-olds should have. Uh no, but that that is that is great. And let me also say 
you know all those grainy videos that yes. kids had that we saw i don't think you're gonna run into that issue now <laughs> with parents if your kid gets famous because i already have 87 videos that can <laughs> replay with golf clubs so uh, that that's not going to be something that's going to be a new generation issue. It's like, where can we find the pictures of the kid when he was two? You'd be like, oh, uh, oh. this is a folder on my phone of four gigs of those pictures. Which day? The Mondays when he was a two or Tuesdays? <laughs> uh, my other best thing I heard this week, and I told you I wanted to, this was, I was very excited to tell you this. Yeah, I'm, you were. I'm, I'm excited Boston. to hear it. I'm in Boston. We have, you know, uh, I got the radio on. Um, people in Boston have very thick accents. This guy's talking, he has a pretty thick accent, but not super thick. Like it kind of just came out in this one instance. Um, so he goes to say uh, the word memoir. Think of memoir in a Boston accent. It made me laugh for five minutes. He Are was you going to attempt like, it? Yeah, Are he you was talking like it? this. He was like, you know, uh, everything was good. I walk in talk, talking about golf. And then, you know, uh, I just decided to say the word memoir, <laughs> like the whole <laughs> accent, like exploded through the radio. It made me laugh sore. Cause it shocked me. Cause the guidance, I didn't even remember. I was listening to like a Boston uh, radio station <laughs> minus the guest. The host had such a clear, like no accent voice. And it made me laugh. So I literally just wrote best thing I heard this week memoir. I, it made me laugh so hard. It was such if you guys have any friends from Boston, call them up right now and just say, I want you to say memoir. Say me. this word. Just you, say need it. you need to text Spell it and say it, voice yeah. memo. Voice, voice memo me, me memoir. God, um, that's great. Real quick. Wait a minute. So I get a lot of the shit for being old here. You fly places and in your courtesy car, you listen to sports radio of the local sports radio station? Well, it wasn't sports radio. It was music radio. Uh, they have that now. Um, but I didn't have my aux cord because it was in my backpack, which I put in the trunk. Well, they have and this thing. They have Bluetooth. Yeah, now. but once you start driving, new... it doesn't turn on. Wow. Now I see how it is. Dude starts creeping towards 30. 30's coming around the corner, hey, You better Max. be careful. We made a I deal s- that the week before I, I turned 30, I, I get to 10 at. minutes of old jokes. I see where you better be careful. All right, you better start writing I will them always down. be as exactly <laughs> this much younger than you. <laughs> Forever. Forever. It never changes. <laughs> never changes. Uh, do you have a worse thing this week? Uh, yes, but I'm going to end with that because it's okay. steaming over. I have a best shot I saw someone hit was Kokorax on 18 again for Eagle to make it and or <laughs> any Dustin Johnson shots. Just all of the Dustin <laughs> shots were the best shots uh, this week. Uh, did you have now personally, did you have a toughest decision on the course this week? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I had 18 on Thursday, not Friday. On Thursday, we were like in between going for it and laying up, and we laid up and ended up missing like a short birdie putt, so it was right. But it was just one of those. It wasn't like any – it was a fairly boring week with this. It was just like hanging lie, like Joe didn't like it. I thought I could pull it off. It, honestly, it was 50-50 again. It wasn't like a great – it's much easier to have these tough decisions when you play all four of the days, so I'm going <laughs> to work on that. We'll, we'll lose that We'll lose that flight was, when, was, when like, you don't think, make the weekend. I think anybody today at, at, like, at Phoenix Country Club had like a decision as difficult as mine today. Like It just was like a common <laughs> golf. Like, Do I go for it or do I lay up? And I laid up because the ball was below my feet and it didn't feel like I could draw it enough. Um, I, so I have a good idea, not mine though. Please. Is, that, is it okay if I do a guest good idea? Yeah uh charlie Couts, my boy og uh one of my first ever i hate you for the hole in one stories i used to write on dogs that chase cars uh he made it in front of me in california and then he he made the hole in one first one like called his dad tees it up on the next hole with the hole in one ball and hits it dangerously close <laughs> to these thick bushes where you wouldn't <laughs> oh, find your gosh. golf ball and that was when he realized he did it. So didn't lose the ball, thank goodness. But it was it was a, it was a questionable move at that moment. <laughs> His idea today, I thought was brilliant. I wrote it on Twitter. 
He said, why don't we have a million dollar bonus for a player that wins a PGA Tour yeah, I love that. By 10. And by I said, 10. you go even, this would be the easiest thing in the world to sell as a sponsor, right? I mean, it doesn't happen a lot. You could bring it up anytime some guy gets a five or six shot lead. I said you could do it. What if you did five shots is where it starts. So the five shot win is a $500,000 bonus, okay? If you win by five. And then it's $100,000 more per shot when you get to 10. So if you get to 10, you get a million bucks. At least it's there's interest there for a blowout, I guess. Yeah, not bad. Um, it should suck from the rest of the purse, too, for you guys, all just, for all of us just getting drummed. <laughs> what if it, well, yeah, it takes it from second, so the yeah. second's still battling yeah. as well? It's like the second place guy's like, who sponsored this? The rest this? of the I hate purse gets taken out of that million dollars or 500 grand and <laughs> swipes it out. That'd be awesome. So there you go. I like, I like that idea. I'm, I'm down with it. Oh, by the way, you said OG earlier, and I was wondering for people old like you, it is an interesting term OG because like it really could be like the original gangster, like it could be like the original, like the first one. You know what? My golf blog, Max, was one of the original golf blogs. So I mean, was, I was surprised. The blog role there was like the sand trap, <laughs> and there weren't a lot of the, <laughs> Ryan Ballinger's yeah. site was there. Your, your Stephanie Way, shout out. There wasn't there wasn't a whole bunch of things out there when I started uh, my my goofy, really poorly put together golf website. So yes, it was. Do you have any more? Do you have any more no, flights, old guy? Old guy? <laughs> old man? God, I am getting old. It's so sad. Okay, worst thing I heard this week. Uh, Nick Faldo on Friday was talking about Jordan Spieth. Uh, they asked him the question that so many commentators have been asked, and this is picking on Faldo a little bit, but I've heard it from a lot of people in this type of, in this vein, I guess. I've now said that word two times today. I haven't said that word in a long time. Um, they asked him, you know, Nick, uh, obviously one of the best golfers ever. Uh, what would you, if you could work with Jordan, what would you tell him? Nick said, uh, you know, I get him a heavy medicine ball and pra have him practice swinging it, you know, like a golf swing into a wall. And it would really help him use his big muscles. And then, and then he, he referenced a couple of times, like, you know, um, injury prevention and not getting hurt. Like Jordan, Jordan from all accounts is not hurt. So I don't I have literally no idea what he's referring to. Um, the answer was very simple. It was very simple. Like, you know, this is what I do. I, I don't get what his point is like, there was no technical part of the golf swing. Now maybe he's saying use the big muscles. I don't know, but it was an incredibly simple answer. And, and that's okay. A lot of the time, but in this case, I found it. And I found a lot. Of, I find a lot of these answers that people say, you know, um, uh, who, who's KVV's best, uh, GP, uh, Gary, player? Gary player, Gary player, every time you, you know, give me five minutes with uh, Jordan right. and he'd win a major game. It's incredibly condescending guys. Like that is so condescending. You don't think that Jordan Spieth, quite possibly the smartest golfer to ever play this game hasn't thought about everything you've said like you can't you you think that it could take you five minutes to fix a guy who's as good if not better than like all of you to or talent wise like like something has happened that is something is wrong in this golf swing or his brain I, no one knows but stop stop nick you can't just say it like it's just so simple just go get a medicine ball and throw it against a wall like come on like it's just it's it and i wouldn't bring it up because I don't like to pile on as, as we've done this and as, as we've done like the regroup stuff, like I now understand it's really hard not to say something that you were after you listen. When I listen to it later, I'm like, that was so dumb. It didn't come out the way I meant it. So I've tried not to pile on, but this, this was downright rude. Like I, I found it rude. I know he didn't mean it to be rude. So it's not like, I'm not taking like a shot at him, but I, 
I don't. I really don't. Didn't like it. I. I, I think it's not that. I think he gets it's not piled so on too simple. much. It's not that simple. We see him grinding on the range last week, and everyone's either you know, all right, two weeks, you know, last two weeks ago at the PGA, and everyone's either making fun of him or feeling like he's really losing. It. Like, do you see the conversation he's having? Like, he's diving into everything he can to figure out what's going on. So. Of course, you're entitled to make fun of him. Of course, you're entitled to say, oh, he's lost. But can we like see that he is literally looking at everything he can to get better? Like he just wants to get back to where he was, if not better. And to answer a question so, so simply, like it's just so easy. Like, like there's one, like there's one answer. There's one answer to speech. Made me so mad. And like I said, a lot of it is also other commentary, just all making it seem like this would be a, a easy fix. And it, it it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I also, I didn't even, I didn't even understand it, man. Like I don't give me a tech. Like if, if you asked me what he should do, I give you something technical, like something. I mean, he, I, I don't, I don't even understand, like uses big, like Jordan turns a lot. Like he, he does use his big muscles. So I don't, he, if, if anything, Jordan holds onto the face like forever. So he, he would actually need to tur- like, not need to, he could release it more. Like, I, the answer made no sense. And again, I give him the benefit of the doubt in the sense that this is a tough thing to just ask somebody and answer on the spot. But I think he could, as, as a, I think players, you know, should have the players back a little bit, ex-players, if you're a commentator. I think that's typically how this thing has gone, like in sports has gone. You don't have to, obviously. It would be uh, okay to, you know, go your avenue. But typically the players have their backs because the the other players' backs because we kind of know what's going through other people's heads a little bit. We know that people can be kind of hard on the players for reasons that are wrong, kind of. Um, it, Nick could have just answered and been like, um, I don't know, but he, it looks like he's, you know, doing everything he can. Like, I'm sure he's, he's whatever. Doing he probably best, has, he probably best. owns a medicine ball is what you're telling yeah, me. D- d- yeah. Don't, yeah. He probably has like one or two <laughs> medicine balls. He probably tried that already. Um, but don't, don't answer. If you don't have an answer to that question, cause it is an important question in golf right now. This is a very hot topic. Don't answer it. You know, you were, you were in, in, in a way in Jordan's position before. I mean, you were struggling with your golf swing. It wasn't easy for you. You were, you were working on things when you were going through this, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm assuming you were working on stuff. You know, I mean, was was there, when you were struggling, when you were at your your the toughest spot in your professional golf career, were you working on 10 things or one thing? You, you know, was it, was, it, was it too much working on? Was it too little to work on? Were you trying to condense the 10 to one? Like, how were you personally working through the issues that you were going through to figure it out. Uh, if it, if the answer were one thing, I wouldn't have been struggling, and Jordan wouldn't be either. So this is how uh, this is how I'll, I'll try to explain it. It would be like if you were driving. You would know this really well before GPS, and uh, and you you forgot to print out MapQuest or you didn't have your Thomas Guide. Like I'm actually impressed. You know what MapQuest is? Thomas anyway, Guide. That was a good pull. That was a good um, pull. And you didn't have it. And you were told to follow your friend who's driving a, a white Camry uh, and you're going to follow them there. And um, you, at some point, another white Camry pulls in. You don't know which one's which. So you you pick one and you pick the wrong one. So you're driving for a while now and now you've actually gotten lost. And you realize you've gotten lost. So now you turn around and now you're told to follow this other car. So you follow that one and that one ends up being wrong too. So basically what you're doing in the golf swing is, is you're searching for the answer. And everyone's kind of doing it a little bit, not everybody, but like I'm doing it right now with my driver. Like it's way smaller scale than it used to be where if I didn't do it right, it went out of bounds essentially. Like now it's just like, I wish it was a little bit more consistent as we referenced earlier, but the hardest part about golf when you're struggling is the search. If you could just tell me what the issue is, I could grind that thing out. That, that's why I don't like the the Faldo answers or, or the commentators answers a lot because it 
knowing it's not one thing yeah it's not one thing it's got to be multiple because he referenced on the no laying up podcast if you guys want to learn more about this stuff that goes between your head or ears honestly like listen to that because it is very interesting with golf he said that he's always had his 2015 feel his 2014 feel his 2017 feel and all those aren't working anymore and that's how i i am i have a feel from when i worked like one week with my coach at x thing and we remember i mean we log them and i write them down so i remember what they are when those feels don't work which for me lately with the driver it hasn't it's very annoying because now i it's like you're you're back to the drawing board and that so it's not like you're working on too many things you're just trying to find something that works and you're literally just searching for something that there's no map to get to you know i i I, people say to you know change coaches or change caddies like i don't see what that does for him because I, i i think that they all know the best it's just you know i it's just a hard, this is a hard situation. So he's obviously still way better off than obviously I was. And most anyone ever will be, he's still having good careers and years, but that's, that's the pain you see when he's, I've had that. I do this. I have, I've had this conversation a lot with my coach, the way, same way I saw him at the PGA where he's standing on the range, his caddy saying there doesn't know what to say. Cause what the hell is he supposed to say? His caddy, like Joe always thinks that it's much more simple than it is. And that's where he's great because it would help in the meantime, but to me, that's a bandaid. You need the big stuff. So Michael Greller standing at the side and he's just kind of listening and observing and being, you know, a great, uh, a friend and, and partner in, in the gig. And Jordan is venting to Cameron about what feels so bad. And even at times, if the thing is right, that Cameron McCormick is telling him, if it feels bad, it doesn't matter. So it's like at what, you know, it's just, he's having that conversation that we've all had with a coach at some point, just been like, this isn't working or right. I'm trying this or what do you think the next thing is? Cause you know, you're saying it's my knee. I think it's my shoulder. Um, but when I do my shoulder, it doesn't work. But when I do my knee, it also doesn't work. Is it both? Is it this? Is you're just chasing something and you don't know what it is. I watched Jordan hit balls for like 40 minutes at, at CJ cup this year. Uh, after one of the rounds, I just sat there and just watched him and observed it. And that's to me, like, um, he still hit it pretty good, you know, but you could feel like I could see like it wasn't like they it wasn't like I know what I'm doing and if that makes sense. And that's what I'm getting at. And you could play like that, but it's super hard to contend at the level he is we used are to accustomed to him. Right. Yeah, that's the difference. It's like I do this all the time. I mean, my driver, I, I, I'm slowly getting like to the I know what the what you now you need to know the how or whatever, like um it's the process. And I just feel like he must be in that process. And that's why this is not a simple answer. Um, and, and and I feel for him, but everyone, mostly everyone goes through this. Um, people like Dustin, maybe not honestly, cause he's maybe really simplified it. And he's, you, you he's, said it though. You, you said he, I mean, he shoots 80, 80, he had a chance to but shoot I don't think he goes into the chase. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, like it, it seems going back to what we talked about with Dustin earlier, where, He's six, five and he's super athletic and he swings so simply at it and hits it forever. You know, the guy goes through slumps. He goes, he shoots horrible numbers at times. And maybe there's a search. He talked about it today with, with Amanda. He said, I, you know, I've, I've found something in my golf swing and, and obviously it's, it's yeah, working. It right. He played well in the PJ <laughs> championship and he, he played okay in, in Boston. So I just wanted to hear your perspective because I know you, you have gone through that. I know you've talked about it a lot on multiple pl- platforms, but you know, you're, you're a person that has, been on the range looking at a driver for 25 seconds going i i don't i i know you're, lo- I you're can- literally look like you're it's like you're playing where's waldo on your phone in a video like what but you don't know what waldo's dressed like <laughs> you know <laughs> is it the stripes or is it dots yeah this is like, that's what i mean so that's jordan so if jordan wasn't jordan 
he would just be another good PJ Tour player right now. Like that's how we would all picture him. Because he would he finish 90th on the FedEx? Like it's he did fine. He had a fine year. But because it's Jordan, we're like, this is incredibly bad. It's like it's not that bad. Like for for him, I'm sure this is brutal, but if you had a camera on almost everyone else in the world, basically like the, you know, maybe not the top 20 in the world, but the next a hundred something like you do on Jordan, you would see the same stuff you're seeing with him as far as the conversations he's having and the frustration he's feeling. You would see that if you saw me on the range after uh PGA after Thursday with my coach and what Cameron and, and he did, it was like the same thing, but I don't get scrutinized for it. And I, I obviously he, he should not deserve to get scrutinized more, but he's in a position too. but like, it's it's just a wild world to me that like that that he can still be 90th in the in the on the year in points and just be i mean obliterated by people and what's wrong how does he fix like i i still have faith in him like i really think he's gonna get it back but what you're watching is the most human golf thing in the world why he's my favorite ever and it's just i i i now get to watch who i think is the smartest golfer ever figure out something that I, you know, I've gone through and I don't think I figured out, but I definitely have been in this journey on this journey before. Um, but yeah, like, you know, people have asked me like, what's your advice to do stuff? And it's like, he already does all of it 10 times better than me, but it's like just being positive. <laughs> but as far as finding what you're looking for, that's everyone's own journey. And that's kind of the beauty of what he's going through in a weird way is nobody can really tell him what it is because at some point it has to feel good too. And that, there, there's no guarantee that what's right is going to feel good. And then it takes the faith that I think I was the best at where I just said, F this, like I'm sticking to this because I think this is right and I'm doing it as until it feels good. And then, and that's how I got not again, I'm still worse than Jordan is right. Like it technically in the world, but like, that's how I, how I beat the really bad out. He's way past that. So he's trying to get from good to like amazing. And that, that's a tough jump. I mean, it's going to be so awesome i can't wait dude the week he's i cannot freaking wait god what's gonna happen if it's you and him final group at the match i'll beat him but man it'd be fun to watch (laughs) (laughs) that's max home i know you went long uh there you go and by the way last thing if you win the masters will you always do the podcast in the green jacket until you have to come back 100 <laughs> okay good if you did be... you know i'm playing the next weekend on thursday i'm gonna take it off and i'd buy you a little green jacket shots. for your microphone you know like the wind <laughs> sock would be the green jacket you'd have a little green jackets around your headphones uh play well i'm excited oh, oh i was gonna ask you this and i i forgot we're not gonna go into it but you just need to say it one word Yes or no. Is 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 Phil gonna win this championship? Oh hell debut? yeah! Oh, one word. Yes. Yes, he's gonna yes. win. Okay, I don't think he's going to. That's that's our that's our. Okay. Bet. That's Max Homa. This has been get a grip. Thank that's you guys Shane so much Bacon. for listening. Oh, okay. Wash your hands. <laughs> See you. <ya>. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
for a limited time. Save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.